Are you ready? Welcome to Radio Grognard, King Size, the OSR podcast with more stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks, old man Grognard. Hope you're all doing well. It's a nice day. Hey, today I want to talk about game flow. You know, the, the thing that's supposed to happen during the session. And we will talk about that after this. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. All right. I, I watched a uh, YouTube video by Stephen Joy talking about your game flow. And that's something that every GM should know about and try and try and do, because that's the thing that keeps the game going. Every session has a game flow and you, you set the tone, you set the, you set the, uh, the, uh, <laughs> you set the tone, you set, you set the, the pace, the pace, and the pace can vary from slow to fast. And it's a good thing to do. But the point is, you don't, whether it's slow or fast or however you're doing it, you don't let other things distract you, like having to look up a rule or something like that. You make a decision, boom, and go on. But I will get to that in a minute. I just wrote down six things here that would help with game flow. All right, imagine you're in a session and you're doing this, you're doing this, and doing this, and, and this one guy says, well, I want to jump off of this cliff and hang on to this rope and swing over to the other side. And I said, hmm, let me go look that up. No, you don't do that. You go, okay, make a dex roll, and then you adjudicate it. That's the whole point. So, there's nothing wrong with prepping for something like that. And here's a few things I jotted down to help you with that. First of all, if you have a regular game book or books, I mean, if you're using the same system all the time, some people, you know, the next week we're going to use, uh, we're going to use uh, old school essentials. And the week after that, we're going to use Hyperborea or something like that. But if you're usually you have, a, you have one game system you're going to use all the time. Well, tab pertinence parts. And, you know, the stuff that's going to come up, you think it's going to come up or it comes up, you know, consistent, semi-consistently. But you go, what? Wait a minute. That'll stop you from, you know, that'll stop. You stop and look in the book. You don't want to do that. But tab the books anyway. And I'll tell you why at the end here. Okay. It, it just makes life a lot easier, especially during prep. But we're not talking about prep right now. But I will get to that in a minute. Okay, if you know something is going to happen in your game, in a session, where it's something out of the ordinary that the, there are rules for that you want to use, then beforehand in your prep, copy down the pertinent rules or photocopy them or have them on your, uh, up on your, you know, uh, you got a notepad on your, on your phone, computer, tablet, whatever, but have them 
at hand so you can immediately adjudicate it while you're doing it in the game. You know, nothing is more frustrating, like I said, than, you know, you have to stop for five minutes to look up a rule. I mean, you know, we get on players for doing stuff like, oh, you want to throw that spell? How does it work? You haven't looked it up? Yeah, you're doing it now? Thank you very much. You just stopped the game. So we're getting on them, so you shouldn't do it either. So that's the kind of thing I'm trying to, I'm talking about here. Copy down the pertinent rules and have them at hand for, for just such a, such a person, uh, uh, such a situation. Okay, also, when you are doing something, if you don't want to look at the book, you don't have it copied down or anything like that, make a ruling. This is the GM's primary job. Make a ruling, keep going. Don't brook arguments from the players. Just try and make as fair a ruling as possible and keep going. Then, see, this is what Stephen was talking about. He says, then you write it down and then, no, 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 no. You make a ruling, and then afterwards, you look it up and decide if you want to keep the ruling you did or you want to go by the book. You can retcon it if you want to. Because, you know, if you there, you know, it's your up to you whether you want to use that rule or ruling or not. And that leads into my next point. If you're going to make the ruling and you like the way it works and you want to make it, want it work to work, write it down. So you can be consistent about it. Consistency is, consistency is important. This is how house rules are started. You know, write it down, put it in the book. Have a whole, have a whole sheet there. Just, just label house rules. And if it works, just write it down. You like it? Just, just use it. Also, cheat sheets for stuff that, that isn't really rules, but you need to know, like names and uh, places, and things like that. There is a sheet, I think, that Sly Flourish um, on his website has a sheet, uh, like a, a two-page two sheet, I usually print it out double-sided, of stuff like that. It's got like a bunch of names, a bunch of places, a bunch of uh, situations, uh, you know, that kind of thing, which is really, really handy. So it's always good to have something like that, even if you have to write it out yourself. Uh, me, I'd probably open OneNote, and I usually have something there that I can, I can rely on. Um, and and let and let me add to that: the electronic solution is pretty good. If you have a tablet, I some people do it on their phone. You know, if you have something like Evernote or OneNote, I use OneNote all the time. OneNote, everything is linked to to my my stuff. Yeah, something like OneNote is really handy and it's free. I've got it linked to my phone, my tablet, my computer. I always have it at hand. And I know there are going to be times when you can't do that because you can't get Wi-Fi or something like that, but still have it there. You know, and as far as that goes, redundancy is key too because if you have something you know absolutely you're going to need as far as, as rules and stuff go, put it in there and write it down. And put it, you know, because then I don't have that. I've, done, I've had this happen before. I was going to run a game off my computer one time. And it turned out that we needed to 
we needed to uh, discord somebody in, and usually you might use my grandson Gage's laptop, but he forgot his laptop. So I ended up letting him use my laptop. Okay, great, I don't have the game on there. No, I have it on OneNote, and I do have my tablet with me. So I pulled out my tablet. I was going to use it for like music and sound effects, but I pulled out my tablet. There's my game. Boom, I'm ready. And, and once again, I forgot to write it down. I should have written it down. So, bad me. My bad. Anyway. And as far as rules go, um, looking them up, look the, you know, do your thing, look them up on a break or after the game. Most, and, you know, there's nothing wrong with calling like a 10-minute break or a 15-minute break and you're just sitting there looking the stuff up. There's nothing wrong with that because in longer games, if you're running like four or five hours, yeah, I'll take a break in the middle. Okay. And I'll look up anything that there was a problem with. So that's the kind of thing you you should do. Okay. Those are the ones I've come up with. I've also thought up uh, one more. Try, try in your spare time to look at the book. I'm not saying you have to have an encyclopedic knowledge of the game. Although some people do that. I don't understand that. But hey, that's why rules lawyers are around. But look at the book. Look at the regular rule book on a regular basis as far as like the basics of how the game goes. Because if you can do stuff, if you they can ask you a question, you can do something off the top of your head, you're a better GM. But like I said, you're not, you know, nobody's, you're not going to have a quiz at the end. So, you know, nobody's going to quiz you on it, but you should be able to, whatever the, whatever, but you should be able to understand the basic game enough where you can answer simple questions from your players. Also, there is another resource for those of you who use it, and I do, your Game Master screen. Now, I don't mind using the Game Master screen that the uh, company makes, whatever it is, uh, D&D or OSE or whatever, uh, because they usually put the stuff I want on there. But I am a big proponent of making your own because you can put exactly what you think you need on it. There are some really good published ones out there, but if, it, if there isn't, Get yourself one of those hammer dog four four panel or whatever screens that you can slip stuff into. Make your own charts, put your own charts in there, and just go to town. Um, as far as GM screens go, probably my favorite one is the Hyperborea one. And it's just, it gives me everything I need to know for that game. If you have something like that that just tells you, you know, everything. I mean, that's part of like being a, having a cheat sheet too. But the GM screen is your is your a really good tool. I think the second my second favorite one is probably the old school essentials screen. Although the Savage World screen comes in pretty close. Although I don't have that, I don't remember. But anyway. I think you get where I'm going with this. If you don't have a GM screen for the game, make one. They're really easy. I mean, really easy to do. You go to any stationary store or Walmart and stuff where they have those 
they make those three uh, three panel like blank cardboard for like science fairs and stuff. They even have a smaller one now, a half size one that'll make it even because you usually cut them down and use those. Those are great. Those are those will get you by. And you know, find the tables you want to use, print them out, cut them up, put them in there. Or I usually lay them out on my on my layout program and then and then I do it that way. But the whole point is you've got you've got the pertinent stuff right there. See, that's the whole point. I mean, it helps. That's how you can ad lib through this stuff too. What you have to do, you can prep for, as I've told my people before, you can prep to ad lib. You can prep to run it off the cuff. As long as you have stuff at hand where you can reach for and go, okay, his name is Dave. Fine. His, that's a, a, a common name, but it works in this, in this regard. So these are all the things you should do. This is what you should do to keep that game flowing. You know what I mean? You got you to gotta keep that game flowing. Yes, sir. Okay, I pulled out a couple of DM screens that are both for AD&D First Edition. First one is one that, Wizard, that uh, TSR sold that I bought at a con. And another one was a friend, uh, one my friend made. For me, because my artwork's on it, and he was going to sell these, but it didn't work out. So I can see the the guy who made it for him is pretty. Eh. It doesn't. I mean, it's got what I need, but he could have made it a little better. But it, it'll do. Now I'm looking at the one that that TSR sold. It's got a lot of stuff here. It's even got a, a front, a front and back uh, cover for you know paper cover or whatever that you bought when you, you got it. And even that has some information in it. And it's pretty handy. I mean, it's got all the classes and what their minimum with, minimum, what they need to do it and what, uh, you know, what they get as far as advancement goes and things like that. It's got, uh, you know, magic user, illusionist, thief, assassin, fighter, paladin, Ranger, cleric, druid, and monk. And it's even got attacks per melee round table. And that's nice and handy to have. Now, the... The... Uh, the... Uh, hang on. Okay, I'm back. <laughs> but it's got two, two here. It comes in two parts. And it's got everything you need on here. It's got attack matrices if you use those. I use Thaco. Uh, combined weapons tables, matrix for clerics, um, encounter reactions, surprise, and then it's got a second one here that has a play. It's a oh, it's a player's reference screen. How nice! So they get their own screen, spell tables, uh, weapon types, uh, recovery spells, basic equipment and supplies. Again, grenade-like missiles, etc., etc. And this is more information than I need. I mean, it's nice to have the players thing, but I probably won't give it to them. So there, you can use that. But this one, my friend Vince made for me. I like it because it boils down just what I need: attack matrices, attack matrices, matrix for monsters, uh, saving throw matrix for characters and human types, and uh, function uh, racial adjustments for. 
a function thief basically is for thieves function table um and they got adjustments for different races here it's special to hit bonuses and counter reactions recovery of spells detection of invisibility morale missile fire special to hit bonuses uh, opponent armor class description creatures stuck by magic weapons and all this is on three panels you know boom done i think i just bought this other one the TSR one, just because I wanted, I wanted one, you know, it's just part of my collection. I, I didn't, never felt, never felt I had a proper one. So I bought this and then Vince gave me this. And so I'd rather use that, you know, because it just, it just works out better. It's a lot easier for me to run the game that way. So, you know, get one that you're used to, get one that works for you. Uh, because this one, it kind of works for me, but not. It's like there's another one out there that New Big Dragon Dean does. It's a BX uh, sheet, uh, not sheet, but a character. Char uh, what am I trying to say? DM, DM screen, and it's really nice. It's got everything you need for BX plus some some tables and stuff. I haven't tried it yet, but it's kind of big and stuff. So, you know, it sits there in my collection. But anyway. Uh, yeah, get one that works for you. If you have to put it together yourself, you know you know what you want. Uh, I've got a Gangbusters BX uh, sh uh, DM screen I use, and there's not one out there yet, but I took the tables I needed and put it there. So it works out for me anyway. All right, well, I got to start my day. So if you guys want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognard at gmail.com or drop me a voicemail, a voicemail <laughs> at Spotify for podcasters. We are monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program, and I would thank you. And if you want to do a single donation, you can go to my Kofi page, ko-fi.com slash oldmangrognard, or my PayPal tip jar, paypal.me slash oldmangrognard. Let me thank these people who do give to me monthly. Gilbert Soares, Juan Carlos Llewellyn, Benjamin Brodell, John Allen Large, and Aaron. Thank you very much. For other good podcasts, there's Dan Gregg's The Young, Y-U-N-G, Young Grognar Podcast, Kevin at the Red Caps Podcast, Daniel Norton at the Bandits Keep Podcast, Randy and Joe's Biggest Geekest Podcast, Big John Allen Large's The Red Dice Diaries, and my friend Eric Tinkar's Tavern Chat. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Got questions? You got comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. Tune in next time when Radio Grognard King Size is on the air. <laughs> <laughs>